Attention Life Tips listeners, looking for better ways to become better, smarter, faster, and wiser? Well, listening to Life Tips is a great start, but how about if we gave you an easier way to listen? Introducing the WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app, now available for iPhone and Android. Listen to Life Tips and even more programs that will help you build to a better health, wealth, and lifestyle. Download the WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app in the iTunes Store or in Google Play today. Feeling better? Looking better? Making life better? It's Life Tips. We'll explore the latest innovations, introduce you to the latest products, and bring you the tips from experts and environmental pioneers to help you lead a better life. Life Tips. Making your life smarter better, faster, wiser. Here are your hosts. Welcome back to the Life Tips Show, everyone. Byron here. Pleasure to have you back listening to us. I'm here with J.D. Messenger. J.D., welcome. Welcome back. Thanks. It's great to be here. Good talking to you again. Right on. Can't wait. I wanted to bring J.D. back to have a very interesting discussion. J.D. is a global thought leader, a best-selling author of 11 Days in May, and really a guru on the social entrepreneurial topic, which is what I want to dive into today. As many of you may know, I'm the founder and and CEO and probably janitor as well of, of Life Tips, um, a, a business model that's been around uh, since 2000 uh, with a clear mission to try to make life better, smarter, faster, and wiser for millions of, of readers that come to our site every month and listeners to this show. Um, and I've been debating for a very long time now uh, what to do with Life Tips. How can it be better? Uh, many of you might have noticed we just completely revamped and redesigned the site, which is very exciting. Um, our traffic is going up, and our uh, our time on page is going up. We love the new layout. It's clean. It's simple. It's light, but uh, and it's nice. Um, and we're happy about that. But the real question that I want to dive into is what to do with life tips. So the problem that I want to invite JD to very much participate in is. You know, what could be done with a model like Life Tips? What are new vehicles, for example, to reach people? How are people making their lives better uh, these days? JD, maybe you could just offer some quick insight into your experience around this topic of making life better and the complexities that people have in doing that. You know, um, I want to keep it under the umbrella of social entrepreneurism, if that's okay. Indeed. Yeah, if if you because entrepreneurism is, you know, 70% of the economy and um it's suffering right now. I mean, I don't know uh, if you've talked to many or done much research. I'm always out talking to people when I'm traveling and um you know, a lot of people are having a very difficult time. Uh, a lot of graduates are having a difficult time getting a job and um and as we know, you've been an entrepreneur, I've been an entrepreneur. It's one of the most difficult careers I ever have undertaken because you need so many things. You need strategy, you need um, a unique selling proposition, marketing. Of course, you need the content and, and the value-added product or service. But I don't think it's ever been as hard um, to be an entrepreneur. And the result is that there's a lot of people out there in society suffering. 
and they're doing a lot of soul searching and they're doing a lot of searching and they're doing a lot of startups on you know indiegogo and um you know the crowdfunding things and what i've noticed is that there's a distinct shift uh to these graduates i i've talked just in the last say 5 weeks i've talked i've spoken to about 1200 graduate and postgraduate students. So I'm always asking them, what's on your mind? What's bothering you? What do you need? And so that was sort of the setup to um, some of the suggestions that I'm about to make. One of the things that surprises me when I talk to them is they really, really like it when I talk about personal integrity, trust, you know, building relationships based on trust, having a business selling that is fulfilling a need, you know, that a company doesn't exist uh, to please shareholders. A company exists to provide a value-added product or service um, that is helping the employees, the customers, and the communities. And if you do that well, the outcome is good for shareholders. And the reason they're like drawn to this. The biggest, the number one biggest topic they ask me about is personal integrity. And then they, you know, we go down this value chain of values and virtues. And the reason they're like glued to me and then they swarm me afterwards is no one's talking about this. And, and they go, you know, what you're saying is sort of incongruent or inconsistent with some of what my professors are telling me. You know, they're telling me, you know, make as much money as possible or whatever, and, and that just doesn't sit well with me. Or, so, so this millennial generation, which I think is a large part of your uh, customer base, it's a large part of the whole Internet base, they're, they're in a shift. And they are searching. They are searching for something that is fulfilling, searching for something that is adding a value to society. They're searching for answers to the number one question. I, I surveyed this question to 40,000 people um, on the Internet, and I gave them like eight different choices. And the number one answer was that they wanted to know who they are, what they're supposed to do. And then the second thing is that they were very concerned about the air, the water, the environment, and and very disenfranchised with media. Um, so there's, you know, there's, I call it a social revolution going on. You know, a lot of the spiritual people call it a shift. Some of the political people call it a revolution. But you know, we're in, we're in very dramatic times that are changing. And so, um, you know, I'll just pause and let you, you know, feed off of some of those thoughts. Yes, appreciate it. And I want to frame – that's a perfect sort of position on your statement and your perspective when it comes to social entrepreneurialism and, and A, why people do it and why they want to do it. And I think is kind of what will get some insight to you today. But I want to frame this discussion by explaining to both you and the uh, – the listeners of today's show, really the, the, the problem and the complexity and, and some creative alternatives, and I want to dive into you with some of these creative alternatives 
uh, and solutions um, you know that our our listeners will have fun doing. And I want to welcome our listeners to send me an email at byron at, at lifetips.com to, if you have ideas or thoughts based upon listening to the show of creative things that could be done uh, with with life tips to to help with our mission. So. Um, the problem that we tried to set out solving was was pretty easy, you know. Um, well, not really, but how do I think about it? But it was how do we make the world a better place? Tips and bite-sized nuggets, if you will, that are easy to read and and and, and uh, easy to to pass around and to share in the social sphere. The complexity, of course, when we started in 2000, was who's going to create all this content, um, and how do we make money off this content? You know, like a traditional publisher. Um, how do we optimize the content and, and attract readers to it? Uh, and really, how do we choose the best path to achieve financial success to be able to afford to do all of this? Um, so the complexity, the complexities you can see are immediately teed up. Um, I like the first part of this, what problem are we trying to solve, and the complexity on this. But the solution that I brought to the table initially was, well, let's take this, you know, um, this this approach that, uh, you know, build it and they will come. And so let's just go out and, and we actually I had about uh, ten employees uh, when I first started Life Tips that I just hired from the ground zero, self-funding the whole thing myself, uh, paying people uh, salaries to come in and try to make this work and figure it out with me. So I went out in, in 2000 and rented laptops for everybody, sent everyone to the library for a week to just go research tips and advice so we had something to work with. <laughs> um, so our solution was let's build content and that will some some sparse content that will attract other writers to our model to to uh, participate in adding tips to life tips. So the solutions we brought to the table were okay, let's sell sponsorships on life tips. And this was pre you know, Google, Chitika, Kintera ads that you see running now on Life Tips. You know, we, we had to have sales reps who went out and tried to sell sponsorships. Uh, so our model was built around selling sponsorships, much like a traditional publisher, advertising, if you will. Um, but then we kind of, you know, didn't see tremendous uplift there because you had to have a huge volume of content before you could attract readers and you couldn't attract sponsors unless you had readers. So we looked at the book publishing uh, division, and we've since published about 50 or 60 books, which you can see in our bookstore. That was an interesting model as well, that again, pure experimentation. Let's see if we can make money selling books. Uh, we brought in a lot of authors that we published these books for free of charge. That was one of our solutions. And um, that became an interesting model. We had lots of people interested in that. Uh, we were paying writers on the one hand, you know, $10 per tip uh, to try to build up our content base, and that was working. We were attracting more traffic. We were actually successful selling sponsorships. Um, you know, but we're at this fine line now where, you know, Life Tips is, is needs something different. It needs something new. We don't like traditional publishing. We think that model is, is, is quickly, uh, you know, going away. Um, we, we like the guru status of our, of our writers. We love book publishing. We love providing it for real free service. But what can life tips do that is, is, is interesting and different? Um, you know, and I'd love your thoughts on that, JD. That, that's our problem that we're trying to overcome, the complexities around that problem and the solution. 
I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you two points of view. One is uh, wearing my former Ernst & Young CEO management consulting partner hat. Um, in the early 90s and mid-90s, <clears throat> and of course beyond, um, I was honored to be involved in some of the first Internet-based applications and webs and designs. And in fact, we, we developed the first knowledge management system in the world, which is in the Smithsonian Institute. So the, the basis from which I'm going to say something is, is um, pretty solid you know, research. What we discovered in Internet world was the, the secret to success was for what I call four C's content, connections, communities, and um, channels. So um, content and, uh, excuse me, context. Content, context, communities, and connections. Um, you can have great content, and you obviously have the connections. And when I look at Life Tips, what I see that's missing is the context and the communities. Now, they very well may be you know, community of authors, but context is king. Uh, I know we say content is king, but content only within a context is king. People are only searching for information within the context of a personal problem, social problem, or professional problem. And so when you are able to put the content within the personal, professional, or social context, and then micro your channels and communications on that uh, within a specific community, then it explodes. Then, then you just go viral. And so when I look at Life Tips, I think there's a lot of great stuff there, but it's kind of up to me or the passerby, the surfer, to know what it is that I'm looking for. It's not the destination stop for cooking or for entrepreneurism or, you know, some specific focus. And, and I think that that is, I don't just think, I actually know that that is something that people really want. They, they really want purpose. They think our nation has lost its purpose. They think families have lost purpose. They think companies have lost purpose. And so anything that is helping to provide purpose and even beyond we're not talking personal. We're, we're talking the thing that touches people's hearts. Everyone wants to be a part of something bigger than themselves. So now if I, that was part one. So part two then is if I look at your, your demographics and your traffic and I look at all the people, and by the way, folks, you know, we're doing this live. This is not pre-planned. <laughs> you know, I'm looking at the Quantcast stats and, and Byron and I are talking about this, uh, not knowing what we're going to say next. Um, so we're brainstorming live, right, Byron? Absolutely. It's the only way to so, live. So when I, when I take your social demographics mm. with your content, what I'm saying is the context of those people, they need a job. And, but they don't just want a job. They don't even want to work for corporations. 70% of them are disengaged because they feel disenfranchised and they're going to get fired for any reason, any time, any day. So they've checked out a corporate world. And statistically, 70% want to be entrepreneurs anyway. So I think um, that the hot thing that, that is just, it's, it's flying, is social entrepreneurism. Taking these young adults, you know, between 20 and 30 who are educated, who are trying to start up a business 
many of them whom initially say they want it to be a nonprofit, and I always encourage them not to do a nonprofit because if you're adding a valued service, you should be paid for it. And if you create a nonprofit, you're going to be spending 80% of your time asking for a handout. And I just don't believe in handouts. I believe in hand up. I think you go to Indiegogo and crowdfunding and you get your seed money. And um, you know, the more people, the more put it to you this way for all the social entrepreneurs out there, the more people you want to help, then make more money because the more money you can make, the more people you can help and give it away and do good things. So, you know, there's this just tremendous movement of these college students, and I just call them the millennials, and they want to be a force for good. I think that is the buzz phrase. They want to be a force for good, and it is a beautiful thing. I think they're going to save the world. So, you know, one idea is to help make the focus of your demographics with your content to help them become a social entrepreneur. That's one idea. It's a good idea. I want to throw some insight uh, to you, though, on, on my thoughts on this community. Because, you know, to me, people are listening to this show and, 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 and imagine over a million people, you know, reading our content every month, following on our website, coming back to our website. It's remarkable, the stats. I mean, there are 120,000 tips on there, mind you. Um, and some great tips and advice. But to me, you know, in going back to our roots, I think people really want to learn, right? Like that's why they're turning to us. They want to learn. They want to read things that can help them grow. But I think what I'm asking for is a different way to teach people things. And that is what's exciting to me. And I've got some ideas there that I want to share with you. But not only do they want to learn, you know, they want answers to their problems. Um, they want to feel smart and act smart. They also want social cred, to your point, back to the community element. right? And I think your, your last point was a really good one. That they, they want to be part of a community of good. You, know, you, yeah. you called it a force of good. I would suggest a community of good. And we found that over the years with authors. I used to run conference calls with authors. Hundreds of people would be listening in you know, hearing Byron White talk about where Life Tips was going to go. Um, all of these wonderful authors that we paid, uh, you know, to create tips for us and advice, and and they would run these these mini websites. We we do have a cooking site and a antique site. There's over 300 sites. Um, you know, we compete with About.com that has about I think it's 1,100 sites now with a guide, a guru in each topic. Wow. Um, and you know that that's our that was the competitor that that happened to launch not long after I started Life Tips. Um, they gave they got funding quickly. But I have an interesting idea. I want to throw it out to the crowd. I want to see what people think about this. And um, I think that what would be really cool about Life Tips is a new what I would call um, sort of a big a new way to learn a a I, I want to call it a big brain test because we used to have these years ago on life tests. We actually called them big brain tests. And our wonderful writers would go in and create multiple choice questions that try to tax people and challenge them on getting the answer right. And if they got the answer right, you know, da da, they you know, get a correct answer and they could post their scores of getting all of these tests right. If they got a wrong answer, the proper tip would come up. You know, the bite-sized nugget would come up and help 
direct them to the right answer and make their life better. It was a learning experience through a test, strangely enough, um, and this sort of burdensome questionnaire. But it was really fun, and it made you feel good in by taking this test. And it it may even made even made you feel good when you didn't get an answer right and you learned something. What are your thoughts on that, JD? And your experience with both teaching, training, learning, and growing. What do you think about that idea, the big brain test okay. idea? Yeah, I'm like chomping at the bit. I am on fire. Okay, I call it info edutainment, informational educational entertainment. Um, now, uh, you probably don't know this, but I actually created, produced, and hosted the world's first reality entrepreneur show called Brainwave. And I also have invented three um, highly successful games that were um, Innovation Award winners. Huh. And so I am a huge fan on um, brain tips, teasers, quizzes, games as a way of learning uh -huh. because it is fun, it is engaging, uh, it is part of the human nature to want to compete um, and um, I think that's great. I, what I was thinking, based on my background now that you know I've made games, and uh, you know, a friend of mine owns a large TV production business in uh, the UK, and they launched the uh, Test the Nation series, which was a very famous television show. So what that made me think of is um, creating a series. Uh, I mean, this is out there, okay, but I love it. It could be a series of choose a mission, a cooking mission, an entrepreneur mission, uh, a family mission, whatever, whatever any of your tips apply to. Choose a mission, and then you've got an online game, and the game is really a series of quizzes that you have to go through to accomplish the mission. And so the, the game is designed to walk the life tipper through the right sequence of questions to accomplish the mission that they chose. I think that would like be super cool. And you could surround that with some really cool, you know, one minute uh, YouTube videos, um, you know, make it more engaging uh -huh. uh, and more interactive. Yeah, very, very cool. We'll, 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 we'll pick up on that. I've got another idea to throw at you though, because I'm not okay. done with ideas here. Remember, okay. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm all about, uh, our, our parent company for, for Life Tips is a company called Idea Launch, and I'm the chief idea officer of Idea Launch. So we, we, we think of these things, uh, you know, these, these ideas, and ideas are easy to often to, to develop, but, but harder to execute. So we'll talk about that. But I want to okay. take a quick station break for everybody and then come back with this other, what I think you will think is a really cool, riveting idea and actually would, would relate a little bit to the, to the test idea. Back in just a minute, everybody. Life Tips will be right back after this short break. Ever wondered how you could have access to your own SEO expert, paid search specialist, or social media wizard? Looking for help with your affiliate display media or email marketing? Look no further than the folks at Fang Digital Marketing. 
Fang Digital specializes in both paid and organic search, social media, display, and mobile advertising solutions, and is staffed by industry veterans from Google, Yahoo, and one of the industry's most influential PPC experts. Fang Digital's award-winning staff stays on top of the latest in digital trends and offer tailored solutions so they can audit your progress and build a roadmap to your success. Learn more about their expanding range of full-service strategic marketing solutions at fangdigital.com. That's F-A-N-G, digital.com. If you're constantly struggling to find more customers, revenue, or hours in the day, Infusionsoft can help you have the business you've always wanted. For over 10 years, Infusionsoft has been helping business owners just like you find the financial freedom and peace of mind you've been searching for. I'm Scott Martineau, co-founder of Infusionsoft. If you're struggling to find more customers, more revenue, or more hours in the day, Infusionsoft is the proven solution you're looking for. Infusionsoft, the only all-in-one sales and marketing software created specifically for small businesses. Learn more at www.infusionsoft.com slash radio. Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS, text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm, sounds expensive. Actually, I sign us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. Best Search Strategies. Where our hosts, Jamie Smith and Brian Lewis, discuss state-of-the-art search strategies and tools to help search marketers increase conversion and lower costs. Best Search Strategies. On demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel. Only on webmasterradio.fm. And now back to Life Tips. Making your life smarter, better, faster, and wiser. Here are your hosts. Back everyone with JD. JD, so great to have you on the show today. Thanks for being back. Well, thanks for having me. I'm having, it's great. We're having a good time. <laughs> We're having fun. Yeah. So here's the next idea. I wrote a, I, I read a book um, some time ago um, called Bit Literacy. It's a great, great book. And it basically was trying to track down uh, this problem we all have of too much data coming at us too quickly and how do we make decisions on what to do in the course of the day and this overall feeling of being overwhelmed with task lists that seem to grow faster than we can write things on them or keep track of everything. So the, the author of this book um, suggested that, um, that uh, you try to limit what you produce every day and feel good about that limited list of things and he had some crude technology that he had built um, that uh, was really cool, actually. It was sort of a, like a, an electronic task list where you could put things on it, take things off of it, and drag things around. And, you know, simple principles like if you can do something in one minute, don't even add it to your task list. Just get it done because it's harder to process it and keep reorganizing it and moving it to the bottom of the list, moving it all around. 
so it was a cool idea. It was, uh, you know, certainly a, a green idea to move everything electronically in, into into cyberspace. So we use less paper and kill less trees. It intrigued me, and I've been thinking about this idea for a long time as it relates to life depths. So my first step in experimenting with software development in this regards was to take my company and build basically a an Uber task list where we can hand, we can uh, you know, send an email to one another and have something add to our task list. And we all have a centralized place we go, kind of like Google calendars. Uh, but we can move tasks from one person to another quickly, and we can have a whole batch of future tasks on the bottom of our task list. And then we have days, if you can imagine, with individual tasks in them. And then you can open a task up, and we tied it into our whole database. So when I do something for a customer, it it goes right into their CMR record. You get the idea. We, I went crazy yep. with this thing, built out this intricate task. So we've been using it for like seven years now, believe it or not. It's crazy. And we love it. We live by it. It's like our Bible, but we've never done anything with it on a commercial level. So then I got thinking about life tips. I'm like, you know, this would be a cool thing to introduce to, to, to life tippers um, where you could sort of go in and use this calendar for free. You could add users to your calendar so you could send each other, you know, task lists and help make your life better. But then, you know, each day there might be something that pops up that you pre-plan like, hey, I want to make my cooking life better or my basketball life better. So bring me something each day, tips or advice or something fresh or a course or a TV show, you know, that's on that's relevant or a movie I should see, you know, bring me something every day that will be fresh and new. And I won't know what it is until that day arrives. So it'll be like, I'll be excited to go into my task list and see how I can make my life better. And then I got thinking about this wired concept where, you know, you could have deficiencies. Maybe you could even take this test which would identify weaknesses in your life and gear you towards information based upon those weaknesses. For example, one question might be, you go shopping in a grocery store, you store all your vegetables, you know, in, uh, uh, you know, you put vegetables in, in these carry bags to go back. What's the best way to store your vegetables? Right? You know, answer A, you know, pop them in the refrigerator as quickly as possible. You know, answer B, and this will be my last answer, you know, take your vegetables out, um, you know, clean them and wrap them, including your lettuce, in, in cloth towels, put them in airtight containers, and, and that's the best way to store your vegetables. You get three times the life out of them in your refrigerator. You know, obviously the latter one's the right answer, right? So, but did I know that answer? Maybe not. So let's quickly identify a, a, a deficiency when it comes to something critical in life. What are your thoughts on that as it relates to the task list, number one, and the, the, the surprise and the delight, uh, number two, and then the, the, the testing ability and the mapping, if you will, of deficiencies, number three? Well, I, I think the whole concept that you laid out, one, two, three, is a valid concept. Um, I think it does absolutely add value um, and um, is something that people would find useful. However, I don't think the uptake might be very large. Mm -hmm. And and the reason is because, you know, you began this back before iPhones existed, before Google existed, before iPads. I mean, 
Facebook and everything. And in yep. the last 13 years, you know, the world has become addicted to these devices. And, you know, just at the basic get-go, if I want a tip, I don't go to Life Tips. I just Google Tips. And uh-huh. I'm going to get the latest, freshest advice from, you know, 7 billion posts in the day. <clears throat> so, um, you know, if that happens to be a life tip, you know, dot com uh, tip, then it'll take me there. Uh, uh-huh. Now, so that's point one. Point number two is that I have probably, um, I probably have 40 people working on five or six different initiatives, you know, right now. And we age, you know, we're older, right? We're we're in the age group from, say, I'd say, well, I mean, we do have several that are like 25, 30. Uh-huh. Um, but most of the people are not your demographic. They're 40 plus. And we have tried all those Google Docs and all those kinds of things like you're talking about, and we just don't like them. Um, but I know that the millennials do like them. You know, they use Google Docs all the time in college and universities. But then again, you see, that's the other problem. Even though they use those kinds of calendar or task organizing, they're pretty much already stuck on a platform that they're on, which yep. then makes me say, okay, how do I take life tips and embed it as an app or a, 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 you know, some sort of feature within one of those existing platforms? Yeah, cool. agree. It, it, therein lies the, the 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 problem with that idea is that okay, it's a cool piece of software, but you know, does it keep me coming back to Life Tips? I guess so. You know, you don't come back to your personal page and log into Life Tips. That's cool. Um, repeat visitation, hundreds and thousands of users. Do you charge for this app? You know, yeah, right? How's that making you any you know, money? Exactly. Do you charge for it? Oh, that's a buzzkill. You know, yeah, we love right. Life Tips because everything's free. You know, well, it's not free for me that funds all this, but it's yeah, free right. for uh, for our visitors. And I don't think I would ever want to change that. I, I think that the, the pay for content, pay for knowledge, is is is, is a difficult market to be in. Um, you know, but it, it, not to say that there aren't people out there that are very good at that. Um, in selling systems and advancements. And one very interesting stat about paying for something is it kind of uh, both emotionally and uh, monetarily commits you to do something. And when you are trying to change your life and make it better, whether it be quit smoking or lose weight, sometimes if you pay for something, you feel guilty if you fall off the course. Um, So it, it can become a motivator if you have to pay the ante to do something, which is an interesting discussion point when it comes to making the world a better place and making your life better. Yeah, I Um, have an idea. I've got two ideas just came to me. Okay, number one, you got a lot of traffic. Uh And you you have got you are sitting on a gold mine of data that could be mined. And the first thing that I would do is maybe create some surveys and ask them what are your challenges? What do you need? How can we best help you? Um, you know, come up with whatever survey you want, but they're gonna, you know, they're gonna give you some great <laughs> answers. 
another thing you could do is you could use that research because uh, you know the demographic research on the millennials. You know this country's it's it's terrible to try to get unbiased, unfiltered, genuine answers. You know because everybody that's taken the survey or the poll has got a bias to the answer, and as a as an advanced math major and statistician. I know you can make any survey say whatever you want based on how you create the questions. Uh-huh. But, but um, you know, y- you could become a great source of information um, from this generation that's following you uh, and ask them, what, you know, what's your beef? You know, what's going on? Why are you, you know, and, and I think you're going to get a lot of some of the answers that I started the conversation off with. But based on that, it could give you some really good direction as well. I think that's right. One thing we know for a fact, and it's probably obvious to people, is um, they want answers to their problems. I mean, 90% of the traffic coming to Life Tips doesn't go to the homepage of Life Tips. It goes, it scatters throughout these hundreds and thousands of pages that we have. Uh, people are looking for specific things, and you know, every tip we have, for example, has a question that that tip answers. And that's been one of our great secrets for driving all this traffic is we're, we're showing Google the problem we're solving. And we're showing the answer to that problem with an FAQ that's, that's wonderfully linked from one page over to the tip page. We then have tip pages where there are comments below the tip pages that, that support that tip. And you know, there's all kinds of SEO stuff going on. But what we learn through all of that and analyzing all of that is that People want answers to their problems, and you know, Life Tips has to is providing that to them. Uh, you know, some topics are hotter than others uh, because of the way the content's written, how it's optimized, what it's, who wrote it is even you know relevant these days. Um, you know, the, the links to the site and to that particular subdomain name, all kinds of factors going on, but. To answer your question, people want answers to problems, and that's why I like the testing concept. You know, if we can bring them to Life Tips, providing one answer to the problem, imagine if we could, we could quickly, you know, entertain them and educate them, as you call it, info edutainment. Kind of a tongue twister of a word there, but you know, it's certainly, um, you know, edutainment alone is probably a word that would make sense to to me at least and some other people. It's like educate me, but entertain me. You know, and um, and that's cool, and I think that would bring people back, and that would be engaging. So, of all the ideas we've discussed, um, you know, this this seems to be one of the better ones. What here's another third angle that we explored. You know, there are hundreds and thousands of amazing authors in the world, and imagine if you could just snap your fingers and have each of them produce. Four, you know, let's just say four. Let's just say one. Let's just say one, or you know, maybe four tips related to something that they're truly passionate about and an expert in, and to disclose their uh, who wrote that tip on Life Tips, and to provide very quick profiles for all of these authors, and to make this a free service for authors to promote themselves. Um, and to connect with, with, with readers and listeners and fans just like you're doing on the show. Um, what are your thoughts on that? You know, would, that, would that be something interesting for authors? Would it help users? Could we uh, direct those writers and, uh, and, and authors to questions that our users, users are asking? Would that help them 
choose which answers to ask. What are your thoughts on that? And could Life Tips be this platform where, where, you know, where authors are helping to make the world a better place? Because that's actually how we first started. What's your take on that? And how could that work? And is there anything that has uplift there from a business perspective? Well, I mean, first of all, myself as an author, I, I, I would love it. Um, I would be grateful, and I, you know, if I knew about it, I would absolutely do it. Yep. There are many sites uh, doing that, um, some well, some not well. Some charge, some don't charge. Uh, I think it's a, a business model that a lot of people are, can't turn into a business, by itself, you know, there's got to be some other way that they're, you know, earning income. But from a, the point of view of the the traffic, the customer that providing tips, I think it's great because you know you, it's great for the author, it's great for the life tippers, and um, you know brings you more traffic. So uh -huh. it's definitely it's the number one problem with having a book is discovery. The only thing I might say as a caveat is you know how do you um how do you uh, credentialize that the tip the, the the author giving you the tip is actually given a good tip you know yeah how do you rate that i mean that, that's where consumers and readers can well, that's come the in problem. that's the problem with eight million books on amazon today is um you know you don't know if it's a good book i i actually bought a book from a very famous author i won't mention the book or whatever and it turns out it wasn't that author's book. It was somebody who just created a book using this famous author's name. And I'm like, how can you even allow that to be sold? You know? Yeah. So there's, you know, how do you vet the content? That's a challenge. Now you can you can have a team that does what you're doing, interviews people and credentializes them, and um, and that's a great source uh, for uh, relevant um, education, you know, advice. So I think it's great content source. JD, what, are the, what, are the, what does the course world look like? You know, um, you're not only an author, but you, you, you fill rooms with people that want to hear your story, and, and you, know, you, you, you educate um, people on, on you know, topics like social entrepreneurialism. You know, what, where is that whole world going, where is, particularly as it relates to, you know, to the online world? Well, uh, of course, a lot of people do the online programs, and um, that is uh, fast, cheap, easy. You can sit at home, do it whenever you have time, and it's a fraction of the price of needing to be anywhere. Uh, you know, going to a facility and renting a room or paying for an air. You know, so I mean, the online training programs, teleseminars, webinars are. You know, they're about a fifth to a tenth the price of what you would pay if you didn't do it in person. Um, I think there, I personally feel there's a big downside to it. Um, and that, you know, if you study any of the factors uh, and, and inputs and outputs kind of statistics on education, you know, most programs, 90% go nowhere. You, you spend mm -hmm. your money and you get nothing done. I've always been a, a huge believer, as we said earlier on, to make education both educational and informative, but fun and engaging. And that's, you know, if you can do that on the Internet, 
then that's great. And many people do. You know, there's lots of platforms out there that have quizzes and polls and videos, and and they keep you engaged. Um, but I, it, depending upon what the subject is, I suppose if you're if you're looking for something on cooking, and cooking is a big topic. Another big, fast, easy topic is travel. You know, people want to, you know, find the tips on going to um, travel locations. And my wife is, side note here, my wife is like the expert travel planner, you know, and mm-hmm. she researches everything about countries and cities. And when we go someplace, you know, she knows more than the guides. And so our neighbors, everyone comes to Mary Ann uh, for her tips on travel. You know, so that kind of thing, the, the, the 30-minute or 40-minute yeah. or even 20-minute tip on cooking or travel, that's hot stuff, you uh-huh. know. Uh, and I, people will definitely pay for that stuff, you know. And, you can, and what, here's another interesting thing I discovered, is people would rather pay for the series than the individual. In other words, if it was $30 in the particular subject I was surveying, would you pay $10, $20, $30, $40 for one course, or would you rather pay $400 for 11 or 12? And the interesting thing was they really they didn't want the um, the one-off. They wanted uh-huh. the capability. They wanted to learn the capability or the skill of cooking or the skill of travel planning. You know, uh-huh. they didn't just want the tip once, and they were willing to pay more for that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yes, and. What's interesting is when that decision is made, typically you're catching somebody at their biggest pain of that pain point. You know, they don't have the knowledge. Um, you know, they want all the knowledge. So they're like, give me it all, you know. Whereas a smarter move might be to buy the first book, see how you like it, or buy the first series. And, you know, and intelligence would say, test drive before you commit, <laughs> you know, um, but logic kind of goes away when it comes to these, these types of, of uh, purchases. Well, most of them, mo- almost all of them today, I will say the reputable ones, uh, uh-huh. they will give you a 30-day 100% refund or halfway through 100% refund, and that's, yeah. you know, that's the thing that makes it a deal, you know. Uh-huh. Without that, you're not going to try something, you're not going to test drive it. But most people know that, you know, very few people take advantage of those deals. You know, once out of sight, out of mind, you're kind of forgetting about that purchase. You still want it. You still want the knowledge in it. Maybe you don't have time to read it in the first 30 days or view it. But it, it, it is remarkable. With the, I, I, I seem to remember some stats on that, on particularly, you know, uh, SaaS models where you pay up front or buying larger bundles and how many people actually open up and go to those, any of those assets that are part of that larger bundle, like yeah, a super terrible, small percentage, you know? right? It's like buying a gift card, you know? Yeah, exactly. Call it leakage. The leakage is terrible. It is. It is, and it's our own fault. Well, J.D., this has been really great having you back on the show here. These are complex topics and ideas, and, and you're a super smart guy, so it's been a lot of fun uh, talking with you about where to take life tips. Sure been my privilege and it has been fun so it's been great okay and towards the tail end where can people get a hold of you what action would you like to for for people to take as as they uh, as they now learn in our my second interview with you uh, you know what what resources they have 
you know, I, you can visit my website at jdmessenger.com, mm-hmm. and you can buy my book on you know Amazon, Barnes and Noble, iTunes. It's Eleven Days in May. The conversation will change your life. And and I've done um, you know my my big business is corporate keynote speeches on leadership and innovation, but I'll tell you the thing I really love the most is helping people one on one. So I have a series of life coaching programs, you know, beginning at seventy seven dollars and up. You know, I mean whatever you can afford. And I I just before this interview I was helping a guy who had been an addict, a drug addict, and. Um, He's kicking it and he's doing great. And God, you know, I just love helping people overcome their challenges to become all they're meant to be. So um, I have some services in my shopping cart there. That's what I love doing. Awesome. Awesome. Well, it's been great having you on the show once again. I look forward to the next. And uh, and then tell, uh, so thanks very much. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Good luck. Right on. Thanks again. Thanks for listening in, everyone. Until next week, I hope your life's a little smarter, better, faster, and wiser. And you can help me, again, by sending me an email to Byron at lifetips.com and let me know what your thoughts are on this show and where we should go. Thanks very much. Byron signing out. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.